0: Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com, keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. TCL is a proud
1: sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with With Romy. Rodgers to throw it has all day and wide
2: open he's got it it's Devontae Adams Rodgers looks the other way and it's Jamal Williams he's headed to the end zone and he's in with a Packer touchdown Rodgers the other way for the end zone touchdown Geronimo Allison Aaron Jones that's going to be another Packer touchdown
3: All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North, Score North mobile app. We'll talk twins and Jose Barrios possibly regaining ace status in about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes with Roy Smalley. But can we pick up this conversation? We were just talking with Matthew Collar off of Purple Daily during the commercial break. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, I just want to throw out to you guys what, what him and I were talking about. It's, uh, it's Tuesday. We're about 48 hours after the Vikings defeat at Mm -hmm. Lambeau Field. And I'm having a really hard time. This is going to sound dumb. Like, I'm having a hard time bouncing back. I'm having a hard time looking at this team and Kirk Cousins and saying, you know what? Well, that was, just dust yourself off after that one. It's okay. Like, quarterbacks have bad games. I'm having a really hard time, like, looking at the rest of the season based off Kirk Cousins' performance on Sunday and thinking, yep, I'm going to stick to my 11-5, and and I'm going to stick to winning a playoff game and stick to this team has a chance to make some noise Deep into January.
4: I just like, I don't feel that anymore after Sunday. What do you guys think? I'm not saying you necessarily should, but there's reasons that you could. Because coming into the season, I didn't think there was all that much room for improvement for Kirk Cousins on what you saw last year. What you got from Kirk Cousins last year was pretty close to what he did year in and year out in Washington. He had one really big year in Washington that sort of jumps off the page and stands out from the rest of his track record and resume. But Kirk Cousins, what you got last year is pretty much Kirk Cousins. And you were going to get better by giving him better protection on the offensive line by bringing back Kyle Rudolph and adding Herb Smith as another offensive weapon with a healthy Dalvin Cook, and with Gary Kubiak and his system and and his blocking schemes. That's how you were going to get whatever incremental improvement that you were going to get out of Kirk Cousins. So far, one of those things has worked, and that's Dalvin Cook. If those other things start to fall into place, if you see this offensive line progress and get better and Kirk Cousins has time to think back there, if, if Gary Kubiak's game planning and, and, and blocking schemes start to work, if you start to see Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith and, and, and Thielen and Diggs do what they can on the outside, you could get a better version of Kirk Cousins, but not a much better version, but you need all those things to happen. That's why they made the moves that they made in the offseason to prop up Kirk Cousins and make him better. And most of those things aren't happening now. To me, a bigger concern is the offensive line. More than I'm worried about Kirk Cousins, I'm worried about the offensive line because Collar told me today on Score North Live, he got pressured on 60% of his dropbacks. No quarterback is going to be successful being pressured on 60% of their dropbacks. That's just not going to happen. And we can point a finger at Kirk Cousins all we want, and fairly so. That was a terrible throw on first down. That's a fourth down throw that you make when the game is on the line. And he did it on first down and threw an interception and possibly cost his team the game. He deserves a lot of criticism. But no quarterback would be good behind that offensive line in the passing game on Sunday.
5: Do you want the therapist to help you, or or the venom that I feel right now? Let's start with the venom. Let's just get it all. I think we should just get it all out there. Just put okay. it.
3: Put it on this table right here. Fair enough. And then you can and then you can play therapist.
5: Fair enough. Because we we discussed this extensively today on Vent Line with uh, Danny as well. Uh, the venom is this to what Rami just said. Garrett Bradbury. Okay. Let's say, let's just go down the path that Kirk Cousins is coachable and and you can, and I don't believe this, but let's go down the path of you can sort of fix some of these things. They can sort of be fixed. Decision making can be fixed. The interior of the offensive line can't be fixed. Garrett Bradbury is being picked up and being used as a human pinata by defensive tackles. In the 2019 season, you can't fix that. Like you can't get him bigger to a point where in two weeks, he is going to face Rami's guy, Hakeem Nix. And I'm not joking when I say I'm afraid that he's going to be thrown into Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Like picked up? Like a pinata. Physically thrown. And just, and just batted around. Like you can't, you can't change that. And, and the venom I feel, the frustration is, is this. The Vikings saw a year of Kirk, 2018. That, that was your window. And let's just say you misjudged some things that you assumed were going to be okay from Washington and, and they weren't. You, you had a hubris to think that you could fix things and you couldn't. But we all knew and talked about, and Phil, we've talked about this since before Kirk ever set foot in this state offensive line play and offensive line building in the construction, right? And how Spielman had never made it a priority through the years and how that had cost them. And guess what? Now you've got Kirk Cousins Kubiak, who is a baby blanket. He is a security blanket, because that's the Shanahan system that Kurt knows. You've got Kirk Cousins, two big-time receivers, Dalvin Cook, a running back who, when healthy and playing, as we've seen for two weeks now, is a marvelous player, um, tight ends who can help him, but yet you still basically rearranged and made one draft pick and signed a guy in Josh Klein, a right guard, coming off a bad year yeah. to protect him, and so I don't see... Because Kirk's not going to change... And and there are some quarterbacks who can probably, if the line is breaking down around them, some operate better than others do. But Kirk Cousins isn't going to be that guy. That's not going to change here. Like in 2019, he's not going to be like, ah, you know what? Last week all the pressure got to me, but this week I'm just okay. When when Garrett Bradbury in Soldier Field comes flying at Kirk, Kirk's going to freak out. And Garrett Bradbury's going to hit Kirk, and Kirk's going to fall down like a, like a bowling pin, and that's going to be all she wrote. And so my venom is you fixed all these things you got the quarterback you got the OC or the uh, assistant head coach offensive advisor I guess in Kubiak but you never took care of something that on the old Mackey and Judge show we probably spent during the course of the time that show was around I would say fifth holdel segments talking about
3: yeah and I think that's you know, my
5: uh, that's my venom
3: hindsight obviously very much 2020 here although you could say hindsight was uh the that foresight was obvious. And That's this, what I thought that it was. If, if you had a pool of, I'd have to do the math on how much they're paying quarterback plus offensive line, but let's call it, what are they paying their offensive line? Sixty Quarterback 30, like $60 million of money pooled up between offensive line and quarterback, something like that, right? That they'd be better off paying a lot less to a quarterback to give you maybe even better production than Kirk Cousins or, or something of equal value and spending an extra 10 to fifteen to twenty million dollars on so offensive line. Keep right? case Keenum and get a top shelf offensive line. I'm not line. saying case because I think okay, case how was, about this case one was though. lightning in a bottle.
5: Mike Zimmer can coach defense. Take one of these prized people that he loves away and say we're gonna go a little bit cheaper here because we've got to get a guard or a center. We just have to Mike. Mike, you Mike, you are here to coach defense and you are really good. Really good at, at that. So Xavier Rhodes can't come back. Or Griffin, who's been great so far through two weeks. Or Anthony Barr. I've said this for months now. The Patriots would have told Anthony Barr, Anthony, we really like you, and you're really good, but your money is going elsewhere, because we've got to go get somebody else.
3: Well, here's a actually a, another, uh, this is complete hindsight, and I understand why they didn't do it, but Lamar Jackson makes about Five or seven million dollars. I don't have it in front of me, but he doesn't make that much money because he was a late first-round draft pick, especially compared to the Kirk Cousins money. Right? If contracts were equal, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson, twenty-two years old. He's off to a blazing start in his second year in Baltimore. He's eight and one as a starter. He's uh, he's a major threat to run as well. He's averaging, my God, I mean, he's averaging like five or six yards a carry on the ground too. Um. If you could go back, and again, it's can play this game all day. If you could go back, you'd rather spend a lot less money, roll the dice on a rookie quarterback, and then reallocate the money that you're not spending on Kirk Cousins to other positions on the field offensive line, right? Um, but I understand when they went into the 2000, well, two, two off-seasons ago, 2018 off-season, they had a win-now window and a team coming off an NFC championship game, and they wanted... They were they were shopping not for the highest ceiling for quarterback, they were shopping for the highest floor. And they determined that Kirk Cousins' floor is higher than Case Keenum's floor because Case Keenum's floor is a disaster, like a sixteen game disaster. But
5: I'm asking both of you guys, I'm talking about the off season of two thousand and nineteen into this year now. So like this is not going way, way back. This is this is conversations that since this show started we've had. And how does it not make sense to have told Mike, one of these defensive players is going to have to go? Because we have to spend this up. We know Kirk now. Like, you got a year with... And they clearly saw it because they got Kubiak, right? So it's not as if they said, well, Kirk was perfect and it was just a tough year. They said he's got flaws. And we saw games, and one of the flaws was he goes into basically what I would call a blind panic. And, he pro- and maybe he should, I don't know. But if you are going to put the pressure... That team's put on Kirk, he can't handle it, and and he is—he can roll out and throw a little bit, but it's not. It's not fantastic. So just within the scope of the past, what, eight months, six months, how could you not go fix that one final thing? How is Josh Klein the answer? And poor Bradbury, he's an undersized center who eventually might be good, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm afraid for his health. I'm literally afraid watching that kid play. Because he's getting moved by people who are like bulldozers. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, so for, you know, the Jackson conversation is certainly fun, but I'm just speaking of the last six months and conversations that were had in the studio. So, and and at the time we weren't second guessing, we were saying, you've got to improve this line. And as Boone told Collar at the fair, he's exactly right. Alex said they rearranged it. They didn't really improve it. They sort of rearranged the deck chairs, but they didn't go out and say, okay, we're going to go, uh, we're going to release Rhodes and get Saffold or something, Mm -hmm. which automatically strengthens your line a lot. They essentially said, we're going to go get a guy who struggled in Tennessee. Okay. That's going to work. And we're going to draft a guy who might eventually be fine. But again, the biggest change in this league since I started to cover it in 2003 is those defensive tackles now. Are so big, are beasts, and they can move. Yeah, they didn't used to move. They used to be anchored in the middle, so they didn't. So the center had to work, but he didn't have to work like he does now. Like
3: Pat Williams was just sort of like, like Pat Williams' job was more just to like be a threat to do something. Right, I'm just gonna kind of. I'm just going to kind of be here and make sure that two guys have to be on it. Grady like, Jackson. So free
5: up-ray up Grady Jackson. Ted Washington. Yeah. They anchored against the run. Ted Washington
4: was literally the size and weight of an anchor. Gilbert like that Brown. That would have yes. on a boat. Remember yeah. Gilbert Brown yes. the Packers? I worked with Gilbert Brown in Milwaukee. <laughs> Did you? And, yeah.
6: Jerry Ball. <laughs> like Jerry yes. Ball.
5: These yeah. are all guys. Yeah. And I loved yes. them, but they weren't threats to move at you, really. Jerry Ball. <laughs> football.
3: Football. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Football. Yeah. Those tackles yeah. are
4: great, Jerry Ball. Dude, you stand next to Gilbert Brown, you're like, we're the same, we're the same species. Huh? Football.
5: <laughs> and, and
4: he's like, no, no,
2: we're not.
5: It's amazing. But so, so I, I'm with you in in the frustration here, and and I blame Kirk as well a lot. But this is a bigger picture conversation of because this year's not about, or at least it wasn't supposed to be, a feel good year. This was supposed to be okay. What's the continuation of what we thought that they could do in 2018, and now and look, game one against the Falcons, boys, he threw ten passes. You still can't get past that. Is that what the formula is?
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just. I, now you got all riled up. I know that. I know that the attention has now shifted and shifted to offensive line on day day two of this fallout, and the offensive line has been. Abysmal in pass protection. It's amazing how bad they've been in pass protection and how incredible the run game has been through the first two games. Just a complete Jekyll and Hyde. But I still like I don't think it has to be either or. I think I almost feel like it's either offensive line or quarterback, and it's always a combination of both. And I have I still have major beef, even though he was pressured 60% of the snaps. I still have major beef with Kirk Cousins decision making his level of panic, Mm -hmm. and just his general inability to rise above any kind of adversity and win a big
4: game. But given the situation that you're in and we're in coming into the season, let's not go all the way back to when they signed Kirk Cousins and should they have gone a different route and spent money on the offensive line. Let's just start. Our starting point is this last offseason and the decisions that they made in coming into this season. You shouldn't be that surprised or disappointed by what you've gotten from Kirk Cousins through the first two weeks. He's not a guy who can make things happen on his own. That's what that's what a great quarterback is, that when everything breaks down, when your offensive line doesn't do their job, your running back mix, misses a block or somebody runs the wrong route, a guy who can do it himself and win games for you. Kirk Cousins ain't that guy. He really is not that guy. You came into this season saying if you were going to get any improvement on what you got last year from Kirk Cousins, it was going to be because of the things that are going on around him.
5: The things that are going on around him haven't gotten better to prop him up. You shouldn't be surprised by this. The Packers game does, though. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I you know, I, I, I don't expect I don't expect a lot, but that was awful. Yeah, I think I, I mean, think this is really.
3: Like, kind of, I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs here a little bit, but I I I agree with most of Rami's sentiment, which is. He should not be expected to carry an offense to a Super Bowl. He's not Tom Brady. He's not. I mean, he's not Matt Ryan. You know, he's not. He's not any of those guys in the top eight or ten. Um, I just like. I'm a little surprised at how aggressively he shipwrecked that game. So, well, play <laughs> the like, play the package again, Phil. I, that, I don't want to sit. But the it's pa- pa- like ninety seconds of horror. Well,
5: play part of it, but I mean, this is this this is his day. God, this is All right. Awful. We're not going to play this whole thing.
2: The blitz. he gets out of it. Cousins, can he run for the first down? And he does. Up to the 40. The ball comes out as he slid toward the 40. The ball's out and he's sacked. And the Packers come up with it. The fumble recovery on the sack of Cousins. Cousins with extra pressure. He's got time. A high throw and overthrew
3: Adam Thielen who... <laughs> I mean, I think what Rami's pointing to here is what I often preach. It's funny, like, I'm having my words thrown back at me. Like, for years on this show, I have talked about the gap between reality and expectations is where angst and pitchforks mm-hmm. and torches lie, right? Yeah. That if there's, if you expect this up here, and the reality is that, hey, actually, it's more like this right here. I mean, this has been like Judd in the wild for, like, Judd and I will talk about the wild. I'm like, dude, I mean, they're just like, this feels really not that good. And, like, why are you getting so mad? <laughs> <laughs> they're not supposed to win the Stanley Cup. Right. You know?
5: Right, but but I hate but I but I hate when when a collection of people do dumb things, and this feels like it's repeating that pattern. Yeah. It's a collection of people doing things that don't make sense when they're told when basically people in the studio can sit here and tell them what to do. Yeah. Um be smarter.
3: You know what, just real quick before we we're gonna get to Roy Smalley here shortly. On Purple Daily yesterday, the conversation came up is Kirk Cousins really just Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Like just kind of a nerdier version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is like (laughs) he's like cool nerdy. Right. Kirk Cousins is like trying to be cool, nerdy. Exactly. Right? I think you nailed that. But they're both description. Like they're both guys who are gonna like they can throw it around for 350 yards and three touchdowns, but they can also absolutely shipwreck a game that otherwise would have been won by you. And in the end, Ryan Fitzpatrick turned out to just be kind of a journeyman who I believe he now has the record for most teams uh with an interception thrown with like the, the most teams played for that he's thrown an interception for, right? Yeah. Is Kirk Cousins destiny in the NFL at some point? Wants this cuz no I don't think anyone's going to lock him up for like a 5 or a 10 year deal, right? He's not Aaron Rodgers. When he's done with the Vikings, is he destined to just kind of bounce around and be like the backup option. We're kind of looking for a draft pick guy. Like we'd love to draft a franchise quarterback, but in the meantime,
4: we'll go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that Kirk Cousins' destiny in the NFL? I think he'll get one more shot at being the starter for a franchise. Do you guys after think, the Vikings? Do you think Kirk Cousins plays in Minnesota beyond the third year
5: no. of his contract next year? Well, I, I hope. Don't. I don't I either. Hope not. I mean, if, if he wants to play for ten bucks, sure. <laughs> I'm not paying him a thing. Imagine to, to how much you back. could
4: spend on the O line if he only got paid ten bucks.
5: I told you guys. I told huh? you. I told you guys. I'll go back to my primary frustration. This is now the wild. It didn't work. This is Parisian and suitor. Now that had better results because you had you did have that playoff run, and it seems like it it was more fun than Kirk has been. But the Vikings took a stab here, and and it didn't work. And if they make the playoffs, you should be happy.
3: And I'm not. I'm not ready to say it didn't work yet, but I feel. I feel so dirty after that second game. Like, I just feel so Are you willing so to say you think dirty. there's
5: there's any window of a championship? Their
3: championship window revolves solely around the defense and the running game right now. <sighs> boy. But, but again, like, I was actually, I, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine last night, my buddy Nate, and I think the way he put it to me, we were talking about Kirk Cousins. We were at the uh, at the new local over in Judd's neck of the woods over in St. Louis Park, tipping back a couple beers and trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with the Vikings. right? Good place to go. And he said, Hear me out on this. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins knows he's not the guy, but he wakes up every morning like trying to pep himself up to tell himself that he's like, he's, yeah. he knows he's not the guy. Yeah. But he also feels an obligation because of the money he makes and the guaranteed contract and the franchise quarterback label. He feels an obligation to try and be the guy even though he's not capable.
5: He's play, he's a corporate pretty deep, he's but. a he's a corporate quarterback. He's playing the role. He is the quarterback of a team in an HBO show. That's him. That's what that's why he says stuff
4: His like Pizza Ranch commercials do not indicate he has any acting talent whatsoever.
5: <laughs> you don't like Pizza Ranch? <laughs> who's the guy they stuck with I don't him know. who's like supposed to be a teammate but it's clearly just like me? I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. I thought you guys might know. It's not but he's I mean the guy looks like I do physically. It's like hey, this guy doesn't play in the NFL. Yeah. And by the way, can you play left guard? <laughs> hey Kirk's friend, can you play cuz you got some girth.
3: Did did Marnie Gellner get bumped from the Pizza Ranch commercials for Kirk Cousins or are they both are they both
5: endorsing Pizza Ranch? I have Pizza not Ranch? seen Marnie since and I thought Mar- it I know. She's probably back. She's easily the Pizza Ranch for the win. As opposed to Kirk, oh, think I'll go get the uh, buffet. We should start the hashtag bring Marnie back. Bring I wanna know I wanna know if Cousins buddy can play left guard. Or right guard or center. Anywhere on the interior line. Yeah. Just gain about ten more pounds, you can play there.
3: All right, we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna talk about Jose Barrios returning potentially to ace status with Roy Smalley when we come back here, Judd Zolga. Mackie and me.
5: But first I want to talk about my friends at Serta Pro Painters. You know, fall is coming and you're about to be, and I know it's nice right now, but you're about to be stuck inside your house for a while, and guess what? You have a room or rooms that need painting. They need to look better. Go home tonight, check out your house, and I guarantee you, you're going to spend the winter in your house, and if you don't act on this now, you're going to say, this guest room looks awful. That's where the folks, my friends at Serta Pro Painters come in. I'm thrilled by the job they did at my house making our guest room and bath look like new. And two words come to mind when I check out the work that uh, the Certa Pro Painters folks did at my house, professional and thorough. And now, as I just said, it's your turn to contact Certa Pro Painters and feel the same satisfaction that I did. Fall's a great time to check painting off your to-do list and fall back in love with your home. Love your indoors again by giving your home a fresh and cozy look this fall with a new coat of paint. It helps that each Certa Pro Painters business independently owned and operated so it's right here in our community. Schedule your free estimate online at Certa Pro or by calling 800 go serta find out for yourself the type of quality you get from Serta Pro Painters again get your free estimate online serta pro.com or by calling 800 go serta that's serta with a c serta pro painters we do painting you do life and com
6: Join Dan Terhart, Kendra D. St. Alvin, Jamie Watson, and myself this Sunday afternoon as Minnesota United travels out west to take on the Portland Timbers with pregame at 2.30, kickoff at 3 right here on Score North on AM1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. In this segment with Roy Smalley is brought to you by Doug's Power Equipment in Blaine.
3: All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, back with you on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, where, by the way, if you haven't heard, we have a -a five-day-a-week twin show. It's called, quite simply... The Score North Twin Show every day at noon on AM 1500 on live.scorenorth.com and on the mobile app. Or you can just say Alexa Open Score North and you'll hear twins every day at noon as long as they continue to ride this wave. And Roy Smalley, World Series champion and analyst for Fox Sports North. I think it's worth posing the question Is Jose Barrios back to ace status after these last couple outings?
0: Well, a lot closer, isn't he? He's, uh, last two outings, uh, um, admittedly not. The the best lineup last night, except that those guys uh, are maturing into a pretty good pretty good lineup. Three or four of those hitters pretty uh, pretty stout. So uh, good effort last uh, last night. I thought the the game pitching against Washington was was really good uh, because those guys can definitely hit up and down the lineup, and and he throttled them pretty well. So and it wasn't just the fact that. Uh, that he held them uh, both teams down it was the way he did it um he's throwing his four seam fastball uh he's pitching inside uh and um it, everything is just uh it, it, Everything that I had hoped to see uh, start start you know at least the last two starts is uh, the way he went about it. And,
5: and right, as we discussed during that national start by Jose as well, when we talked in the press box, I mean that was basically the blueprint that you had talked about what two weeks back or so,
0: or uh, or, or or a month. Yeah, exactly. So is that
5: so is that a confidence? Is that um, strategic changes made? Like how how do you see something a month ago and, and then when it comes to fruition? It's successful?
0: Well, um, a, a couple of things. He was having trouble with mechanics uh, issues. His, his pitching mechanics uh, were, were off. And so he was having trouble commanding the four seam fastball. And he, he was really uh, concerned about that. And th- so they said, you know, the, the pitching staff, the pitching coaching staff, you know, it said, you know, kind of gave him the okay to. You know work with his his sinker a little his two seam fastball a little bit more if he if uh he felt like that was what he could throw strikes with and you know while he worked on the, his mechanics and and he kind of fell in love with that and he was throwing that a lot and and uh just kind of jettisoned the the four seam fastball for a while and um and i think it was a so it was partly command partly confidence and and all those things and i think as they as they work through some mechanics issues, and it looks like those are getting better, then the competence to throw the fastball, the forcing fastball where he wants to uh, you know comes along and and everything falls in in place uh, after that. So I, I, his ability, I, I think what he's re- and what, I, what he realized, whether it was a strategic change uh, or uh, it just happened, what he saw was that when he pitches inside, everything gets better. And I don't mean, you know, every pitch, you know, but but you have to. He's using his two-seam fastball, the ball that runs in hard, to get in under the hands of hitters. He did that, you probably noticed last night, he did that really well against Jose Abreu. Uh, and then made him, uh, he just came in hard under his hands with the two-seam fastball he was running in there. And then, and then, it, he, and Obreo was real vulnerable to the, to the good breaking ball away as a result of that, which is what's going to happen. And the same thing happened against the other way against left-handers with his four-seam fastball. He's throwing the ball in and up and uh, to left-hand hitters that are, you know, way, uh, more out over the plate and low ball hitters. And he was, he was dominating uh with that. So I, I don't know if, if 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 somebody finally got to him and said, you know, you gotta throw your four seam fastball and you gotta throw it inside, um or if it just kind of turned out. He, he did that a couple of times, and and with great result. And he said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this."
4: Talking with Roy Smalley as we do every Tuesday at this time on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Another mm-hmm. another part of this team that's got to have Twins fans feeling a lot better. Roy is that bullpen. And I know before this stretch started of Red Sox, Indians, Nationals, Indians, and some good lineups. Judd said. We're going to find out just what this Twins bullpen is made of and whether or not they're for real. Have you seen enough that you feel like that's a unit you can rely on heavily in the postseason?
0: You know, I think so. Uh, only because they've they've done it enough times now, um, especially uh, Duffy and Trevor May. Uh, the, both of those guys have great numbers here for the last month. Uh, it, but the numbers don't even tell all the story. The change... In them, from going to you know throwing a lot of balls and walking people and three and one counts and uh, to pounding the strikes on a fastballs just consistently and 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 lively fastballs. It, you know, Trevor Mays is at ninety six and ninety eight. Duffy's at ninety five on a regular basis and has that great curveball. And they, those guys have been you know real weapons. And Romo is uh, is solid, and we know that uh, Taylor Rogers is uh, is solid. So there's. You know, starting in the fifth or sixth inning, you, you know you have some you have some guys that uh, you can you you really feel like going to give you a chance to uh, for them to hold the other team down. And now, of course, you add in uh, Granarol. and and uh, you, you know you just you know I'm not ready to I'm not ready to anoint him yet, but my goodness, that stuff looks good.
3: Yeah. Uh, Roy Smalley, so I, I'm I'm sort of I'm co opting this blueprint for Twins playoff success with Darren Doogie Wolfson, our friend from Channel Five and the Scoop Podcast. We love the idea of bullpenning game two instead of ga- like, if you're going to bullpen a game in a playoff series. I, I, what we would do is Jose Barrios game one, and let's say it's the Yankees, and you're playing at Yankee Stadium. Let Jaco deRisie pitch Game Three at Target Field because he's better at home, and he's a he's one of the the most prolific flyball pitchers in baseball. And in Game Two, you have an all hands on deck bullpen approach with an off day after it. Yay or nay?
0: I'm okay with that. I, I really am. I, I I think it's changed. I, I think the the series in Cleveland, especially the way the bullpens performed, and then the series in in Cleveland. Uh, may have changed their their thinking a little bit. I I, I don't know. It, it certainly puts me in the in a mode of, of saying, uh, if, you know, if one of the first three games is is uh, a bullpen game, I'm okay with that. Uh, and a lot will have to do with uh, how the first game you know goes and who they have to use and all those kinds of things. But uh, the way the bullpen is pitched and then the added uh, confidence. I mean, you got. You 11, eleven, twelve guys, you know, out there. I mean, you got new guys. You got you're loaded with arms out there, so it makes it, you know, it it makes it a little bit easier. I don't know who they're gonna who they're gonna keep for the playoff roster. That's going to be really interesting. But I think they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna have the guys that they think are gonna are, are gonna give them the best best. Chance and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Granerol is there, and I don't want to leave out uh, Mark Lattel either because I think what he's done has is a big enough sample size where uh, where where he's a factor. So yeah, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that whether it's game two or game three, I um I'll go, I'll go with you, Loderizzi at home. It's fine with me.
4: I threw it out there today, Roy, and this is one of those ideas that when when I first have it, I don't know if it's crazy or stupid or brilliant. I I threw it out there today on the Twins show. <laughs> Bullpen game, bullpen day in game one, and and this and this is my thinking. On your bullpen day, you're going to be at a disadvantage on paper in terms of the starting pitching matchup. Get that disadvantage out of the way in game one, and then you might have the advantage on paper in games two or three, or at least a push.
0: Yeah, I think that the Yankees are are uh, are good enough on the mound um, in, in the stars that I don't know. I don't know if it's you know Brios versus. You know Severino or Barrios versus uh, you know the other guys that they that they have whoever they you know whoever that would be whether it was um, Jay Happ or whether it was Tanaka or whether probably it's the um, and I'm blanking on his name the left hander from Seattle uh, Paxton uh, Paxton yeah Paxton yeah I mean I, it, you know I I don't know if it's if it's Severino Paxton game one and two I don't know that you're You know, that you're necessarily sacrificing Burrios in in either one of those. I think he's going to have to pitch really well, regardless of who the other guy is. Yeah.
5: So, right, what's the process like? um, And you you obviously went through this with your teammates in 87 once you clinch, because they're going to clinch here. I mean, if you've got a steady diet now with the White Sox, uh, Sans Giolito tonight, then it's going to be Kansas City, and then it's going to be Detroit and back to KC. Once you clinch the division, do you just rest guys? Basically, do you toy with with things? What what in your mind becomes the process when the division is finished?
0: Yeah, you rest guys. Uh, you look at um, you you look at other guys. Just as we were talking about in the bullpen, you know, it's it's going to be a bit of a try. That bullpen is going to be a bit of a tryout uh, with with some guys, uh, and uh, and you really do want to you know rest guys. I mean. It, uh, it, it, the other the other thing about this team is that if if you've noticed guys uh, are out of the line for a while, they don't seem to to miss much of a beat when they at the plate when they get back in there. So you got to get Kepler feeling really uh, really well. It'd be good to um, you know rest Nelson Cruz's uh, left wrist. I mean there's there's guys that are banged up, and um, you want guys as healthy as possible going into the playoffs, and you want to think about. Starting pitchers uh, not pitching an awful lot. Mm -hmm. um, You know, and, and, you know, rest. I mean, they need to get their. Their games in, but then you know there's, it's shorter starts, and and that's where the bullpen tryout comes in. You know th- those kinds of things.
5: Sure. How, how much fun was the night if you after you guys clinched? I think in Arlington against Texas. How, how much immediate fun can be had when a team finally, especially when it's been a long time coming for a payoff for uh, for teams? Uh, can players have in the night that they clinch that division?
0: <laughs> and tell me some good
5: stories about you yeah. and Herbeck and Guyetti,
0: <laughs> and Kirby yeah there i there are a lot of there are a lot of stories that's um uh, but it it really is great uh, the feeling it, it and as you ride through the the play as we rode through the playoffs uh, you know clinching that was the first step and the, and then winning the you know obviously winning our, the the American League pennant there wasn't all the division you know the wild card and division stuff you know there were just the you know the two divisions but but every everything that you accomplished you know, just felt so good. With clinching the, our division was the biggest deal. When we when we won in the, uh, in Detroit, um, it, we just it, it, we were you know on the road. We were pretty subdued, uh, really, because we we felt like uh, we we had unfinished business. I mean, we we wanted to win the World Series at that point, and and uh, you know we we came back from Detroit and had that had that great metrodome celebration with 60,000, uh, people, which was, you know, which was unbelievable. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a real rush when you, when you win the first one, right? You clinch the division that they're going to, they're going to have a, you know, a big time with that. And then for my, my sense of it is then it's uh, okay. Now let's get about the business of winning in the, in the postseason. And each step there is, I think it. I know they're going to celebrate a lot. Should they win and all that kind of stuff, and they should. But it's it, it, as you march, through, you know, through the playoffs, it's it, it becomes a little bit less celebratory. At least that's the way I felt yeah. about it. Until you get to until you get to where you want to go.
3: What kind of champagne were you guys rocking in nineteen eighty seven? Top top shelf, little Dom. What were you it, rocking?
0: You know, it's, it's funny because uh you yes, asked the one one story about. Uh, about me personally, and after game seven, it was, uh, we won game seven in, in A7 on my 35th birthday. Yeah. And, um, the guys, I don't, I, I, I can't remember who it was, whether it was the clubhouse, uh, 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 guy Jimmy Wiesner, or whether it was one of the guys, I don't know. Anyway, since I was, you know, one of the one of the old guys, Bert Blyleven and me, for the most part, and and Don Baylor. I mean, they, they, somebody had gotten me a rocking chair, you know, <laughs> put instead of a, instead of a chair to sit on. So I had this rocking chair, and and my wife uh, had put in, uh, unbeknownst to me, I got back to my uh, locker, and we were uh, we were spraying stuff all over the place, and and then I got to my locker, and and there was a cigar and a bottle of Dom Perignon there. So I sat yes. in my rocking chair. Smoking a cigar and drinking Dom Perignon and thinking, "This is it. this is it. This is exactly what I've wanted to do since I was five years old." What
3: do, what do you That's guys amazing. think of? Uh, what do you guys think of a white claw celebration this time around? What if we get? What if
0: we got rid of the? <laughs> say no, what Roy. Do you think, man? Just say no. <laughs> spray no,
3: some. You... Spray some mango claws around the clubhouse. I'm a black know. cherry guy myself, Roy. I don't know. No.
0: Not not happening. Just just not happening. You can't do that. You gotta you gotta have some decorum here.
4: What do you think about the goggles? You guys didn't have goggles back in the day. Does the champagne burn your eyes that it badly?
0: Stings so badly. Really? Oh, it's just awful. I mean, it really is. It's it's really distracting. You know, and uh, um, I think the goggles look really stupid, <laughs> um, you know, frankly. And I and I you know wish it. They weren't, I wish they weren't. Yeah, a necessity. But I, I, I understand why those guys do that because they, they know they want to spray the stuff around, and um, it's, uh, it, it's painful. It really is if you don't have those on.
3: I feel, a, I feel a Scornorth athlete challenge coming on here. I think we get ourselves in uh, a sequestered room. We'll have to go. We'll have spray to go champagne. like Corbell instead of Dom just yeah, for, for a sure. cost purposes, yeah. but. And uh, let's let's see how bad it stings.
5: I wear contacts. I'm not doing it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Roy Smalley, Fox Sports North, and World Series champion. We will. We might. The next time we talk, it's possible that we're talking about a clinched division for the Twins. We'll see.
0: We'll see. I mean, they they puts a lot of pressure on uh, Cleveland. It's not not unheard of for. Um, for, I guess, for, uh, Cleveland to win 12 out of 12, but that's what they'd have to, that's what they'd have to do if the, if the Twins win, uh, six, six games, I think. So, yep. you know, that's, that's, it, we're, they're in pretty good shape.
3: Yep. Not gonna not gonna happen. Not on the, not on the Twins watch. We'll talk next week, Roy. See ya. Alright, see you guys. Alright, Mackie and Judd with Rami. The, uh, Scorner Twin Show, like we said, Five days a week. This is the this is the time to jump on the bandwagon of that show. If you're not already on Rami's Bomba bus, then I'll try get on. Full it. of crackpot theories on the show today.
4: It was
5: the opener theory, or the the theory. I I don't mind. I I don't agree in a best three of five to go game one, but the idea itself, I think it's a, a good idea. It's going to happen. They're going to bullpen a game. I think.
3: Oh, they, they, strategically they'd be foolish to not bullpen right. a game. They so it's happen. I'm not running Kyle Kyle Gibson is not on my but postseason game, roster. Game
5: 2 is not a terrible idea. So game 1 I don't like, but it's not like a crackpot idea.
4: Game Game I'm not crackpot. Game t- well you <laughs> well, thought you well, news. when you said, when you said it you're like this might be the stupidest thing I've said. I said it's not the
5: stupidest thing. And, and if it's if it's oh, 4 of 7. Yeah. If it's 4 of 7, I might consider it. It's just that I don't want to lose game one that way and then a, have the opponent need series. two more. Yeah. I mean
3: think about it this way but too yeah. okay if you're this this applies not only to a playoff series, but it's 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 something that I'm sure front offices kick around for a full season, but just the question is can you sustain it if you've got starting pitchers that have four plus earned run averages, like Kyle Gibson has a four and a half e r a or martin Perez has a four whatever e r a and you let a guy with a 4-plus ERA go out there against a, one of the best lineups in baseball for like four, five, six innings, you are asking to get smoked in that game.
4: Correct. I would do what Craig Council and the Brewers did last year, though, which is don't tell them you're going opener. Have Kyle Gibson on your playoff roster. Say, yeah, we're starting Kyle And after one batter, yank yeah, Kyle Gibson and pull the old switcheroo on him. So, I know, so I basically, know what, what was what, who was the opener for? Wade the, Miley. And they ended up starting him the following game. So maybe do that. Maybe if if so you say say Gibson, if you're doing what I'm saying, start Martin Perez in game one. Pull him after one batter. Is it possible for Kyle Gibson to give up <laughs> a grand slam to the leadoff batter? Because like,
6: I'm nervous. In Yankee Stadium, absolutely. <laughs> no, but they they started
4: Wade Miley that game. He pitched literally to one batter. They brought in Freddie Peralta, and then Miley was ready to go for the next game because these guys do side work anyway. So that was that was Miley's day to throw. So he basically got his side session on the field facing a live batter and then pitched the following game. So maybe start Barrios game one, if you're going with my theory, my strategy. Pull him after a batter, and then he's ready to go for game two. So you could bullpen game one
3: while sort of deeking them with Jose Barrios.
4: Yeah, pull the rug out from under him. Yeah.
5: All right. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could go That'd down be that that some Rocco trickery of the mm-hmm. first class. You, you know who, who would be really mad? Mm. Vegas.
4: Yeah, they would not. Oh, they were not happy.
5: Vegas went well, but I don't get that. So, so the rule is now because of the agreement that MLB has with Vegas that they have to basically the first people to see a, a lineup from each team, right, is Vegas. So, like, you can't. So, I don't get how that has to be a rule. But then, pitching wise, you can get around things, and which I don't mind. I don't care. But I'm just surprised that there's not more. That there's not more pushback from the betters. Mm-hmm, yeah. I personally do not care if they get their information or not.
3: I remember earlier in the, was it this week or l- or last week, I think I told you guys, I would start Devin Smeltzer in a playoff game over Kyle Gibson 10 times out of 10 because Devin Smeltzer feels like the type of guy that's just going to step up. And even if he's not Pedro Martinez, you know, he's... He's just a guy that's not going to wilt in the moment, and we saw that over the weekend. He, I know that he loaded the bases in the third inning, but <laughs> it's gonna like be a... like Devin Smeltzer, I would trust for two or three innings over Kyle Gibson. Let's go right
5: Dominic, man. Dominic's a boss Uber driver. <laughs> got a bit of a great
4: girth. facial hair. He he great is u-
5: facial hair. He is us. Oh yeah, for he's sure. He's sort of a
3: slob, but I love him for it. He's straight out of a major league movie, right? Yes, yes.
5: but I mean, he's sort of got a gut. He's got the facial hair. He's uncapped. I mean he he is the type of guy Phils right, 10 years from now, the Randy Dobnik story. and then the the
4: name it's 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 one of those names that like will' say Randy Dobnik in five or six years. and you, you don't even know why, but you chuckle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Remember Andy Dobnik? Who plays him? The
2: Dobber. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: Who plays him? Who would play Randy Dobnik in the Rob, Randy Dobnik story? Wow. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a likely candidate. Brad, I got Brad old Brad Pitt. No, yeah, I'm no. going with um, Danny McBride. Yes. Of Kenny Powers fame. <laughs> yeah, That'd be perfect. Yeah, I that, think would be that's perfect accurate, for it. Yeah, right? That's accurate. He is KFP, right? <laughs> I love that show.
3: Roy Smalley's appearance with us brought to you by Doug's Power Equipment in Blaine. We are Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North. And before we go anywhere, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which has been a proud partner of Mackie and Judd with Rami for... Several months now, and uh, they're here to help you be as successful as possible as a business owner so if you're a business owner, you might want to listen up here because it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business there's so many things that pop up every day i mean things hurdles that you've you never even envisioned being in front of you. Imagine having a minnesota based company with over a century of experience in all kinds of case studies. In their past, you can go to FederatedInsurance.com to find out about the industry's Federated Protect. It's also worth noting for the second year in a row, Federated was named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune. The people of Federated Insurance are the best from top all the way down. Um, I've had a chance to meet people, everyone from newcomers to uh, the the decision makers at the top. And uh, they they treat you very well, just like they'll treat your business very, very well. FederatedInsurance.com. And remember, federated
6: insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Time now for the Score North download. Jonathan here with this hour's download. 12 games left in the season for the Twins. They sit five games up over the Indians in the AL Central. And we're kind of wondering. We have a, or Judd Zolget has an article up at scorenorth.com. Who your Twins MVP is for this season. He made his case for five of them Nelson Cruz, Mitch Garver, Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, and Taylor Rogers. Go read his cases for those five players to be the Twins MVPs. Otherwise, let us know over at Score North on Twitter, at SKOR North on Twitter, who your Twins MVP is this season. The countdown to the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon weekend is on. It's not too late to sign up for the TC 10K, TC 5K. Presented by Frederickson and Byron or the Medtronic TC Family Events. Featuring races for kids of all ages. To learn more or sign up, visit TCMEvents.org or visit ScoreNorth.com. Keyword, Marathon. That's been your ScoreNorth download. Now back to Mackie and Jed with Rami. My head says Kepler, but
3: my heart says Nelson Cruz. For changing a changing an offensive culture and maybe even evolving a clubhouse. Take culture. your heart
5: out of it. Take your heart out of it. You got you gotta go with your head. Could
3: you make a case for I mean Nelson Cruz,
5: his presence. I make a case for him, I make a case for Max, I make a case for Mitch, I make a case for Taylor Rogers, Jorge Polanco, your all star. Starting shortstop. Yeah,
3: if he hadn't gone had dropped first off half. the planet in the second half of the season,
5: he was
4: tracking for like
5: major league MVP. Let me tell Dennis you right now half. best war. On the team. Jorge Polanco. Yeah.
4: Even though he didn't lead in any of the major categories that you look at on the back of a baseball card, are baseball cards still a thing? Yeah, actually
3: I think they're becoming like a big thing again.
4: Oh, they're coming yeah. back. Good. I'm glad to hear that. But I think I'd go with I think I'd go with Buxton if he didn't get if he wasn't injured. I mean he didn't lead the team in batting average, home runs, whatever. But that dude just seemed to make things go. He just seemed to be the engine that that drove things and Phil has made the point before. He automatically makes four people, four positions on the field better because he's better than whoever his replacement will be in center field. He makes the, the right fielder better. He makes the left fielder better, and he makes the pitcher better by getting outs that nobody else on the field gets. His impact is hard to measure.
3: Yeah, I I think if you if he had played a full season, and of course the counter argument is going to be, well, they're going to win hundred games without him for most of the year, and and well, my retort to that would be, yeah, but they would win like hundred five games then. Like he would he would he would have added. A small handful of wins on top of what they already have right now, and he would have probably kept a couple guys' ERAs a half run lower.
5: Too. Just one year. I want one year for them. Well, we're one still full waiting. year, and we are waiting.
3: So, a, a great get on the twin show today. You guys had Brian Kenny, the Brian Kenny from MLB Network, and he had this to say about the Twins in terms of their, you know, next several
1: years or so. Well, I think um, with their You know, incredible offensive performance. They've forced their way into the super team conversation. You know, through the season, uh, there's been a few different tiers that have developed. And at the very top, it's where it's the Yankees, Astros, and Dodgers. You know, the Braves have gotten, you know, quite good. But I think the Twins have kind of elevated themselves. Because any you put up, and I did this yesterday on MLB Now, any time you do a comparison of the teams, uh, if you're doing it offensively at the very least, the Twins are in that conversation. They're in there with the metrics and everything they're doing. So while their win total is slightly below, I think they sort of belong. I think nationally people do feel they're still like a tier below only because those top three teams are going to be in that 104-win area. And they have truly been so dominant.
3: So, do you guys? How, how do you guys view like the tiers when you when you think about the Twins compared to the Yankees slash Astros? Which is like record wise, you get Yankees and Astros are tied right now at 98 wins, and then you have the Twins are a level down from that, and then you've got the wild card teams. Do you think of the Twin? Like, how do you think of those tiers? Because I think of I actually think of the Twins on the same level as the Yankees. I do too, but not on the same level as the Astros. We are
4: exactly eye to eye. The Astros and and the Dodgers seem to be on an on another plateau than than the rest of Major League Baseball. But I know what the records say. But to me, when I look at the two teams on paper and I compare lineup to lineup, rotation to rotation, bullpen to bullpen, defense to defense, I basically see a mirror image of the Yankees when I look at the Twins and vice versa. I don't think there's a huge difference between those two teams, talent wise or style of play wise.
5: Agree completely. Yep. And, and the so the Wildcard team that I actually like, too, that I might move into that group, Tier 2, the A's. I really like the A's. The A's have a sneaky good team. Uh, But, yeah, I would say Houston Dodgers are are the best of the best. But the Yankees have have flaws. So if the Yankees and Twins play in the ALDS, it's going to be probably what? Paxton, who's been pitching great for a month now, essentially. Month plus, I think, against Barrios. And after that it's going to be it's going to be pitchers tied to the bullpen. So like tell me unless you think flat out and there's a chance here that the Yankees can outslug the Twins, but I think that's a very close call, right? Those two are very close. I don't think that there's a huge difference there. The Yankees on their best day fully healthy might be able to beat you 18 to 15, but there's no definitive oh boy, you're in trouble. Houston, I think you're in trouble.
3: Yeah. But yeah, in Houston you're in trouble, but because of your lineup and because you know there's there's certain little matchup quirks there that Justin Verlander gives up a ton of home runs even though he's awesome. Well, guess what? The Twins can hit three home runs off Justin Verlander, but for all the reasons that you just listed, I got Twins and Yankees on the same plateau and then yeah, Dodgers it's hard to tell cuz you're kind of the National League isn't quite as top-heavy as the American League is, but um, but it's interesting to hear Brian Kenny say that, like verbatim, the Twins have emerged into super team conversation, mm-hmm. and I took that to mean not just for this year, but also going forward. If you can keep most of this together and even add to it, I think they know what they have to add, right? Like they got to add at least one legitimate <laughs> starting, starting pitcher yes. this offseason via trade or via free agent signing. But um that yeah, was cool. If you want to listen to the whole thing, Brian Kenny, Scornorth Twin Show. Podcastable anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and the Score North mobile app. The Honorable Judge is back. Jonathan Harrison is here for a cram session. When we come back, Jonathan will award us points based on how much we suck up to him in our answers, pretty much. <laughs> but uh we watch sports in this studio on a TCL TV. In fact, we've got the legendary... Judge, did you... Uh, were you around, were you of, of proper age to watch Earl Weaver? Oh, yeah.
5: Ryan Rusciano would get in big bro. Oh, was, Yeah, I loved. Earl, the Earl of Baltimore that called him. Yeah. The only thing a
3: TCL TV with its 4K picture quality can't really do for you is take 70s 60s and
4: 70s baseball footage and
3: you stretch it out enough, but
5: small black and whites were great back in yeah. the day. I'm going to tell you guys though,
4: right now. Make Cam Newton who's on our TCL TV right now look like a 60 or 70 year old woman with the way he was dressed at Walmart <laughs> today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, Cam Newton is uh, an interesting I guy. I legitimately saw that. And thought, like, somebody said, Grandma's at Walmart or something like that. Or no, somebody said Cam Newton at Walmart. And I saw it, and I was like, ha-ha, somebody took a picture of their grandma and said it was Cam Newton because the way he's been dressed. No, I click on the picture, and I'm like, that's really, that's really him? Yeah. That's really Cam Newton? So whether it's Cam Newton or whether it's
3: uh, Tony Kornheiser right now, if you want to see wrinkles on an actual old man or a young man dressed up as an old woman... <laughs> 4K picture quality with these TCL TVs is definitely the thing for you. You can find out more about TCL TVs at TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. TCL is
1: a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd
2: with with Rami.
3: the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games
4: begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Alright, he's back.
3: Jonathan Harrison is the corrupt judge that awards points arbitrarily based on our answers to his questions here in Cram Session. And there's a lot of things to get to so let's waste no time, Jonathan. The floor is yours. Who All was right. the
4: judge last week? I was not here last week. Well, I mean, Tuesday.
3: Jonathan was
6: uh, I was, just gone, was yesterday. gone yesterday. Oh,
3: okay. All yeah. Right. All right.
6: Because my kid decided to get sick. And I am not sick, thankfully, as far as I know. Yet. Yet. As a kid.
3: I saw that there was an outbreak of E. coli cases from the state fair. Did you guys see that story today? not telling
6: me this? <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait.
3: wait there like, we like, like no, 10, there was one. 10, Ten people have been have been uh, hospitalized with E. coli cases stemming from the Minnesota state. Is there a common
6: link in the food that they ate or
3: there's a common link in the place that they visited.
6: Oh, and are we going to say it or I'll
3: give you guys three guesses. You each get a guess.
5: It's got to be a barn of some sort. Something happened. I could tell. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to say they were in the, the, the barn, the animal
4: exhibit. Yeah. You're close.
5: There They're, be a corn dog stand. Milk, uh, milk yeah. something.
4: They were in all of the corn dog stands
3: that Jonathan oh. and Ronnie <laughs> went to. The that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were in the issue. The, they, they traced it back to the Miracle of Birth Center.
5: Yeah, that's not surprising.
3: Romney, did you have a chance to visit the Miracle of Birth Center? No. I feel like we should have made that part of your... No, you know what? No, there's no reason to go in there. Yeah, like, they show pigs and cows, like, are laying there having...
4: Yeah, no, I'm good, dude.
3: Yeah, I don't need that in my life. And and a human. Oh, really? I've seen that once before. Don't care to see (laughs) it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
5: uh, That's
0: gross.
5: (laughs) Really a miracle? I mean, come on. It happens every... It happens every day, everywhere. I, 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 I doubt I'll ever father a child,
4: but if I do, like... Is it really that mandatory that the father be in the delivery room? Like is, is that really I like, was I know. But is I love how you jump from like I
3: I thought you were gonna say like is it really like the father has to be like down there watching and you're like you don't even want to be in the I don't want to be in the
1: room.
5: like he what am to I doing watch. What like, are you there's, doing?
4: there's no other medical procedure where they're inviting like loved ones in like ah oh, come on in watch like no. this, it's a medical procedure
5: hey, it's a double bypass you want to watch it time <laughs> to get a colonoscopy. and ask me you want to watch it <laughs> Dad's having a double bypass why don't you come in and watch it
0: now I'm gonna watch the game I'm good thanks
3: <laughs> that doesn't make sense I love how we just like you guys Sorry. just equated a double bypass to having a child. <laughs>
4: medical procedures <laughs> they Pretty both happen in, medical procedures no? they both happen in like rooms and hospitals with bright lights and scalpels I'd and clamps out. and th- yeah I don't i'd know.
5: pass i definitely keel over i couldn't take it
3: so i'm like the only the only remaining one on this show with and i and i will i plan to father at least one child in my well, life good so luck i'll let you i'll there. let you guys know how have fun know. being in there jonathan and i can yeah have our own little club right. we got
6: there the night before and they Gave her the medicine or whatever to induce labor, and I fell asleep waiting for this to happen. They woke me up at seven, like, "Hey, you ready?" And my wife's been like, "About, I've been up all night." You know, I think I feel
3: like I'm going to be the guy that just like unnecessarily complains about my own problems. During that day. Like,
6: <laughs> you know what? Oh. This chair they gave me to sleep yeah. on super uncomfortable. Really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> My neck just really hurt them next morning. (laughs) All right, question number one. All right, so with news coming out today that that the Giants are benching Eli Manning, which would you rather have for the Vikings for the rest of the season, Eli Manning or Kirk Cousins?
4: Robbie? It's Kirk Cousins because he can throw the football. Like I, don't need
5: to, like I don't really need to make much of a case yeah, other than that he's great at throwing into opposing teams. No, but I mean he can throw it. He
4: can throw. <laughs> we the, saw that Sunday. He can throw the football. Open. down the field with some with, with some velocity. Like Eli Manning can't do that. That's and that's what I would always say about Tim Tebow. And people thought I was like hating on him because of his religion or whatever. I don't care. Like <laughs> qualification number one of a quarterback. Be able to throw a football, and Eli Manning can't do that right now, and Kirk Cousins can't. So, uh, or, I'm sorry, can so I'm going Kirk Cousins.
3: All right, here's my answer is also Kirk Cousins,
4: and I am and I am wavering more on Kirk Cousins
3: than I've ever been in my life watching Kirk Cousins. But if you take just for context here, okay, Eli Manning, Eli Manning's career passer rating. Can we all agree real quick that he, so Eli Manning came in and was was a starter in 2004 as a rookie that 2004 through 2019 is the golden era of throwing the football, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is as airborne as this league has ever been. If you took Eli Manning's career passer rating and slid it into last year's NFL quarterbacks, mm-hmm. he would rank 29th, 84.5 career passer rating. He would rank 29th if you took his career passer rating and snuck it into last year's ranking. So... I'm good on Eli Manning. I'd rather roll with Kirk Cousins.
5: I am going to double down. And I'm going Eli Manning. Wow. And here's why. All right. One, no expectations. He's just being contrarian to get the points. Don't don't fall for Like it, with Jonathan. Kirk like with but with Kirk, we're still saying like it. with Kirk, we're still saying, well, it's Kirk, Come on, they sent him to this guy. With Eli, you'd be saying, I expect nothing. Anything he did, a positive. Secondly, you wouldn't let him throw much. You would give the ball to Dalvin Cook, and you might let him dump the ball off, but you're not going to have him as the football wonks like to say drive the ball downfield. Third and most important, you wouldn't care when the offensive line got him killed. You'd be like, carry him off the field. I don't care on a stretcher. I don't care. And he then just has
3: perma Eli face after getting yeah, trucked.
5: You would, but seriously, you wouldn't give a damn. And then finally, it would it would set you up to replace him for 2020, which you can't do with Kirk, by either drafting a QB, going elsewhere,
6: but nonetheless, you'd be done. I'm going Eli Manning. While I do appreciate a good Eli Manning call-out, Judd, you're not going to get the point here for multiple reasons, not the the least that he lost me the quarterback cesspool challenge this week. Been keeping the well, stats on that one. Not, lost, a, not okay me. with that. Did, did you see what Rami got from Trevor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stim? I'm oh, no. so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great number. <laughs> so, in honor of Rami's snark that he just labeled on Kirk Cousins that he can throw a ball and Eli can't, Rami, you're going to get ball. Thank
2: you.
5: I, I so right there.
6: Danny
4: Connell tweeted concerning Eli Manning. Eli Manning is, without question, a Hall of Fame quarterback. End of discussion. No, dis-
3: There's no, no discussion. No. Zero discussion.
4: Okay. So let's not discuss it. We cannot. We're not, Stop. We're not even nope. allowed to. But Moving what, on a to question too. But, but what about... No. No, but Phil. Stop. Judd. Right. End of discussion. Right right no. How can no. you... How can Hall can you of start? Fame. Hall of Fame. Stop it. End of
6: discussion. <laughs> Both of you. Are you sure that... No. Question two, is Eli Manning all? Oh, I can't do that. Never mind. No. (laughs) Do you know what we do know? We will (laughs) not discuss this. End
5: of discussion. Archie, Eli, Payton, the Manning family, doesn't know when to say when. I guarantee you, they always have that 15th drink. Aren't you done yet? Wait, fifteenth drink <laughs> or twentieth wow. drink? You're like 15. okay on the you're okay twentieth okay. through fourteen. <laughs> that fifteenth that was the problem. Too far. Yeah, Whatever 14, you're telling, I'm fifteen. I, mean, I don't no, think, no. i do not think you need that last drink. They're like, ah, I'm gonna have that last drink. <laughs> like,
3: glimpse into Judge's tolerance, right there.
6: <laughs> Hall of Fame drinker.
4: No discuss- end, of end of discussion.
5: I'm discussion. a Hall of Fame
6: drinker. End of discussion. <laughs> Question two, the Twins essentially locked up the AL Central this last weekend, winning two of three over Cleveland. Look ahead to the playoffs, boys. What is the most intriguing possible playoff series, and it doesn't have to include the Twins?
5: You know what? I'll start here, and I am going to include the Twins. Okay. Twins-Yankees, I think, is great fun. And again, I might not get the point, but I did the research. So, bully for me. (laughs) Number one, the offense. It's going to be indoor soccer. But it could be fun. Now, the games are going to be a little bit long, but once you get past Game 1, which would be Paxton Burrios probably, this could be a free-for-all. The other thing, Paxton Burrios, Game 1, could be a great game. Paxton's pitched great for a month. Burrios, the last two times out, and especially a week ago Tuesday against a good Washington team pitched great. Game 1 could be fantastic. And 3 is, I think that we could finally... And I'm not saying it would happen for sure, but we could finally be in a place in this town to put this whole, you can't beat the Yankees, it's impossible to rest, because Rocco Baldelli, Nelson Cruz, th- this team, as we've discussed before on this show, doesn't care. So I think Twins-Yankees could be a lot of fun. Yeah. It could be really long, but it could be fun. It's Twins-Yankees. It's Twins-Yankees, second part of Rocky Four. I don't have access to a button bar. Do not take these points away from me.
3: They just witnessed the massacre of their best friend. Spoiler alert. They're going up against a Herculean opponent that has had their number... And they said, bleep it. Who's this best friend we're gonna, that was We're going to get jacked, too, at the end of Rocky Four, and we're going to go toe-to-toe with you. We're going to go out to the, the, the middle bombs. of
4: Siberia and do pull-ups on a log. Doug's yeah. yes.
3: mm-hmm.
6: getting really irritated over here because he didn't have the button bar. I didn't bar have the button bar. I got screwed. <laughs> he, he couldn't play up his take like you just did.
3: <laughs> it's Twins-Yankees, man. The, twin, the, the, the there, there is no team in baseball that has owned another team over a 15-year stretch like the Yankees have owned the Twins. And now the Twins have gone from little brother to big brother, and they are hitting home runs on the same record pace as the Yankees. It would be very symbolic if this Bomba Squad team went into Yankee Stadium and polished off the Yankees for the first time in our lifetimes, basically. Okay,
4: from a purely intrigue standpoint, Jonathan Harrison, that's what you're asking for, right? I'm just intriguing to you, yeah. Specifically here at Score North, the most intriguing thing that could happen is a Cubs Twins mm. World Series because you have never seen a heel turn like you're going to see for <laughs> me if it's a Cubs Twins World Series and jumping off that bomba bus as the Cubs bus comes riding by you're going <laughs> to be like like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible yes, exactly yeah you have not seen a heel turn like this since Hulk Hogan going to the nwo it will be unprecedented, this heel turn in Sports Talk Radio, after I've been the driver of the brakeless Bomba bus for an entire season, and my Cubs and the Twins meet in the World Series. I'm going to jump off that bus so
5: quick. So self-serving right here. So
4: quick. So It's going to make your head spin, Jonathan.
6: Can someone who's already a heel in this town for his roof take become even more, or do a heel turn already? I feel like I won because you're over. already a heel because of the put a roof on it.
4: I feel like a lot of people have come to look past the put a roof on a thing. Yeah, you're
3: like it's like stone cold Steve Austin. Right. You've been trying to be a bad guy but you're just so <laughs> likable. <laughs> exactly,
6: yeah. Wow. Stay oh. humble, buddy.
3: <laughs> Rami 316
6: says I just booked your ass. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. I'm going to give the point to Judd here. He did the research and also he had a soccer reference so. I mean, it was indoor soccer but he said soccer in it. He fought against the button bar. And eyes. if i
5: had a button bar, you know how good that would have been? You know how on top of my game I would
6: have been? <laughs> What's the music you would have had? I uh, don't know.
4: We wouldn't be allowed to play my music because of copyright laws. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't it would know. Have been, it would have been Hulk yeah. Hogan's entrance music, yeah, which exactly. was uh, Jimi Hendrix. And
5: that would be sued and shut
3: down yeah. and... <laughs> All right, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. We're going to get to question. Are we going? Oh boy! On the other side and drama around the NFL, and also Rami has not taken a five day hiatus in like a year and a half, and yeah. he's wondering what does a lonely guy do for five days in the Twin Cities? I have no idea. What Build what a doing roof doing myself. for the local <laughs> baseball stadium. You fraud. So, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Score North
6: join Dan Terhar, Kendra D. E. St. Aubin, Jamie Watson, and myself this Sunday afternoon as Minnesota United travels out west to take on the Portland Timbers with pregame at 2.30, kickoff at 3, right here on Score North on AM 1500. ScoreNorth.com and the free Score North mobile app.
3: All right, all right, question number three here. We got Jeb with a point, Romney with a point. Let's finish up cram session here. All Jonathan? right,
6: question three. Reggie Bush is going to be at the L.A. Coliseum this weekend for the USC-Utah game. He'll be on the Fox Sports College Football Show broadcasting from the game. It's the first time he'll be back there for a Trojans game in over nine years. Wow. So in honor of that, what former Viking, outside of the too obvious of Brett Favre and Randy Moss, would you want to be in the booth This weekend against the Raiders. Fred
3: Smoot. (laughs) (laughs) For all of the reasons. (laughs) For all
4: of the reasons.
5: How much would you ask for the
4: ball
5: answer?
4: I was going to say say Jared Allen, but I think for the first time in the history of Crab Session, I'm just going to concede
5: this one to to
4: Phil. I don't think there's a better answer than Fred Smoot.
5: (laughs) Judd? Alright, here's mine. Is there a better answer than that? I gave this a lot of thought. Now, Fred Smoot would be great fun, but in light of the recent bad quarterback play, I would like to trace this to the start of the Spielman era and get Christian Ponder in the booth to talk about just how wow, crappy wow, a quarterback can wow, be. Wow, dude, so actually, you could say you
3: know I'm with Judd now. So
5: you, Judd so you could say, Christian, Kirk Cousins has oh, been struggling. What does it take to suck? And he could tell you exactly how you could be that bad. Christian Ponder. Get Sam Ponder. She could come up in the booth, too. Maybe do a little play-by-play. It'd be a family affair. I'd like that.
6: (laughs) I got to give this to Judd. Christian Ponder. I want to hear some quarterback analysis from him. Bad, but how to be bad. Like, how were you this bad? Well, let me explain. That cousin's (laughs) pass, I can explain in a second. Let me tell you why I only looked at my first read instead of looking at the others after it.
5: I mean, I I thought the pass that Kirk threw in Green Bay was fantastic. What are you guys talking about? Looks fine to me. Yeah, that's the pass I threw in 2012. (laughs) So, Judge Zolgan,
3: thank you very much. Takes the point.
6: Well done.
3: Um, Here's just a quick amazing fact about Christian Ponder. So, first round draft pick quarterbacks usually it's a ticket at the very least. I mean, it's half the time it's a ticket to make a ton of money and be a franchise guy somewhere, and you know, five ten years minimum as a starting quarterback. But at the very least, it's a ticket to just be in the league for ten plus years. It usually, if you're a first round pick. In fact, by my count, the only guys drafted the last 10 or 15 years, I'm just going to go through like guys who completely flamed out of the league for one reason or another within 5 years. Christian Ponder, Johnny Manziel was a first round draft pick, flamed out for other reasons. Is EJ Manuel still bouncing around NFL rosters or is he done f- too? No, I think, think he
6: retired so. this off season.
3: Okay, retired. Right. Yeah. yeah.
6: Listen guys, he's, listen, I know you're excited blowing floor. up yeah. my phone here. I love when
3: nobody wants yeah. a guy and he
1: retires.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh Jake Locker retired. And, uh, man, Tim Tebow, like those are the, in the last 10 years, those are the guys, first round picks that just couldn't stand an NFL right.
4: EJ Manuel hasn't played since 2017. He
3: retired, no. retired in quotes before last season. It's aggressive. And now if you look, like segue, look at what's happening right now this year with starting with the Andrew Luck retirement. This era of quarterbacks and luck, luck was was not in the same generation of quarterbacks as Drew Brees, Eli Manning. Drew Brees hurt, Eli ben Manning bench, Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. But you know, there's there's four guys who've been iconic new era quarterbacks that are either out, retired, or uh, bench now. In the case of Eli Manning, interesting.
5: Yeah, so what the 2004 draft is basically gone, right? Aside from Philip, yeah, Philip Manning was uh, in that draft. Roethlisberger. Breeze was before that draft, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
3: Breeze was like, oh, two or oh, three, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, I've got it in front of me here. The 2004 draft club, uh, well, there's a lot of quarterbacks drafted. Can you name the fourth? There's Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. There was another first-round draft pick quarterback in 2004. In 2004? <laughs> Matt Schaub was a third-round draft pick quarterback. Uh, Luke
5: McCown was a fourth-round I draft pick. I think I know it. I think I know it. Was it J.P. Lossman? It was J.P. Lossman. Wow, who, who, good by, pull. Who, by the way, the Packers liked and wanted. And Buffalo got him. Yeah. And only because of that, then, was, when Rodgers were sitting there in 2005, did they take him? So many guys. Jim Sorge was a six. How 6-0 long has JP pick. Lossman been out of the National Football League now? Long time. It feels like he's been out of the league for five years. I like
4: years. JP Lossman because long hair guy. Yeah. Well, I was like long hair guy. Which I, shouldn't surprise anybody. Hey, don't blame you one bit.
6: It's been eight years. The flow since he's been coming out the, the back, 2011 back. 2011 was his final season. Really? Yeah. Wow. Have
3: there been, like, how many, in Had the last games 20 games years, how hair. many long haired quarterbacks? Have had success. Uh,
4: who was the guy who was on the Chargers and they thought he might be something?
3: for Oh him. yeah, Charlie, Charlie
5: Charlie Whiteside. Whiteside yep. Yeah, um, Whitehurst or Whitehurst. Yeah, yes, okay, Whitehurst, Whiteside, whatever. Yeah, that's White the same, guy. That's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> white guy, long, no, hair. <laughs> long hair, long hair. Just call him White guy. The Packers. Um, had, the Packers <laughs> had a backup quarterback when I covered him, who then signed with the Vikings. He might have been a practice squad guy, or he might have been the third string quarterback. Here, his name was was it J T Sullivan? Good long flowing locks. Hmm.
4: The best look Jim McMahon ever had was spiked on top, long in the back. When was that? It was early in his career. Because um, it wasn't when he was here, that's for sure. A, a young Rami McAuliffe emulated that haircut. Is
6: Trevor Lawrence going Wait, to be the one, most is successful? Is there, are there <laughs> photos of that? <laughs> probably. The fact that Got you love be. Jim McMahon is hilarious. Trevor Lawrence going to be the most successful long-haired quarterback in the league when he gets here. Like ever? Yeah, probably ever. Well, who's had it? Probably. He might
4: have the best head of hair at the quarterback position in the history of the NFL. Didn't Kenny Stabler have long hair at
5: one point? 70 sort of long, yeah, scraggly. Maybe, but. But I, I don't know that I would call it. Yeah, I guess he did. Hmm. Technically, I guess he did. Who do you guys think?
3: So if you could look at this group of quarterbacks like Eli, Breeze, Ben. Who has the yeah, best Andy head of hair? Heck. Yeah, who's gonna have the best head of hair in like five years?
5: <laughs> not the Mannings.
6: No, <laughs> no,
5: not the Mannings. No, they, they don't know when to say when, but they got bad hair too. And the alleys keep getting Their deeper
4: for Ben Roethlisberger. It. Alleys are getting deep for Ben Roethlisberger. They are. Yes,
3: just shave it, man. He should. He would look good with a shaved head. I mean, he's got an enormous melon. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I mean, Roethlisberger's
4: head is huge. It would take a half hour to shave the head. You know, I mean, that is one big head. Roethlisberger is one of the few people whose neck is wider than his head. (laughs) It's crazy. He is a miracle.
5: Like it's it's a very
4: odd look. It is weird. He's
3: an odd look. But like, if you were, if you had a lineup of human beings and and you didn't know who they were, but you just you just had a list of last names and then faces from the neck up. You'd totally match him with Rothless Burger, right? Like, if oh, it was yeah. Rothless yeah. Burger. <laughs> yeah, for
4: sure. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: It's Wilson, Brady, yep. and Rothless yeah. Burger. You'd be like, that guy right there <laughs> yeah. is Rothless That's, Burger, old, that's right? not Breeze. <laughs> yeah. Old thick neck over there. That's Rothless Burger. Yeah, is that <laughs> Breeze or Rothless Burger? Right, that's right. a Rothless Burger for sure. But I feel like we've taken these these big time name quarterbacks, and uh, Rodgers is going to be out in the next five years, Brady. Like in five or six years, who do you think will be the Eli Breeze Ben equivalents? Where they are the guys you think of when you think of an era of quarterbacks in the NFL. Like Brady would be on this list in five years from oh, now. This who right now? The, the, who's Who's on that like four or five quarterback
4: poster in 2025? I try not to be NFL overreaction guy. Like you got like. Judd, after two weeks, saying, I had Super Bowl hopes when this season
5: started, but that's over now. Oh, no, I'm just saying, I, I'm saying distance yourself, everyone. Everyone, forget about it. And Phil, being done with Kirk Cousins
4: after two weeks, when two weeks ago, he was like, you know, this might work. This whole Gary Kubiak new offensive line thing might work. But? I think that stuff is hilarious. Uh Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to go against not being NFL overreactor. I think we're there. He might be the GOAT. He might be the greatest quarterback of, of, of all time Ooh. when all oh. is said and done.
5: I think that's so hard to do
4: When that. you look at what this guy does, like he, he makes throws that nobody should be making. He makes them look routine. He will be rolling out to his right and throw the ball across his body with all his momentum moving towards the right sideline yeah. all the way across the field, like 30 yards downfield to a receiver who's pretty well covered and just put it on a dime. He, he does things that you just don't see people do. He might end up being the GOAT. So, how about this? Mahomes on that poster for sure. Let's say there's got to be five. Oh,
3: there's got to be five. I got to come up with is five. Dak on
4: there?
3: I think I think I wouldn't have said this last year, but I think Dak's probably going to be on do that know list. Who, who I think is on that
5: list for sure, provided he can stay healthy. Deshaun Watson. The, hel- I, the, the healthy I don't thing is, think is the key he can. Man. I, I don't like Deshaun stay Watson healthy. a lot. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. So he's not even, he can't be drafted for like. I I know, but he's going to be, I think he's going to be fantastic. I love that kid. I would tank for that. Actually,
3: you know who else is on this list? He'd be the OG on this list, but he's only 31 right now. Russell Wilson will be on this list too. Is
5: Matt Ryan too
4: old to be on the list? I think
6: he might be. I I don't think he's on the list.
3: You know what? I don't think he's on that
4: list. He's 34. We're talking five or six years from now. Yeah. What about Lamar Jackson?
5: That's a possibility.
4: Maybe. We've seen two games of them actually deciding to use his arm. I think Mahomes, we know for sure. If we're going Mahomes and
3: Russell Wilson, for sure are the yep. two of them. Who are the other three? Between Here's the other ones I have. Between Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Dak, and Deshaun.
4: I don't think Carson
3: Wentz is I don't, I don't, I don't think Carson Wentz is gone. And Gardner, why. Mitchell, and, and Gardner
4: why. Minshew. Why hasn't well, Gar- Mitchell Trubisky come up? Gardner That's Minshew. I'm
5: wondering. Gardner <laughs> <laughs> Minshew, guy? play them. Porn tune right now. Play the porn. <laughs> you can't take Gard- pregame warmups again. Yeah, yeah, you can't talk about Gardner Minshew not I'll fire think, the porn think tune. We ever talked
4: about his pregame warmups? You guys, just a jockstrap. Just he. Rami stretches. said he
6: was going to do that in studio. By the way, <laughs> wait, what does he do? Oh, you, Did just, you, oh that? you didn't hear this? He
4: stretches in the locker room wearing nothing but a jockstrap. Just a jockstrap, nothing but a jockstrap. Headband too, or d- I don't know. The, the Did you see him? Testimony I read said nothing but a jockstrap. Did you see
5: Gardner getting off the team
4: plane yes. Saturday?
5: No shirt. Unbutton like a seventies floral shirt. But it's one thing to unbutton it down like to the chest and show a little bit of taco meat. (laughs) He was
4: going like straight down to the belly button. No, that's why that's why we were playing the music. That's
5: amazing.
4: The, the, other, actually, the, other, the other two guys we didn't even oh, mention yeah. are, are Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold on this list. I think Mayfield will end up on there. But again, Kyler Kyler is why it? isn't anybody talking about Mitchell Trubisky, guys? I'm sorry. I haven't scrolled so, down far I'm sorry, enough on my rankings here.
5: Uh, future MVP and Super Bowl champion, Mitchell Trubisky. NFC North, man. That, that quarterback list. Rodgers. Okay. Stafford. yeah. The other two. Ooh, boy. Josh Allen. No, he's not on this list. Josh, no. Josh Allen's not. Josh Rosen's not. I don't think Wentz is. Do you? I I think Wentz is. I'm I think he'll be I think he's good, but I don't think he's on the list I think you're he'll talking be about. He's above average. Yeah, but I don't we're think talk, he's going to
6: be on this list of But if you're talking league.
5: If you're talking about a poster of five quarterbacks on a kid's bedroom in 6 yeah. years, I don't see Carson Wentz Unless the kid lives in Philadelphia, it's, it's hanging up that poster. There's
3: two dudes who are solidified on it in six years right now: Mahomes and Russell Wilson. And then the other two or three spots on that poster are up for grabs. That's how I look at it. I, and Dak is probably the the next one. I like that, Dak. Dak yeah. or Goff are next on the list. Hey, before we get to uh, Royce, we got to help Rami out here. Our friend yes. Rami, five hey. day staycation. So this is this is you're you're taking a breather here before Twins hit the playoffs, right? And before uh, football Vikings season play gets the Bears. in full swing, right? Yeah, and you're going to do a staycation in the Twin Cities for five days, all starting alone. tomorrow, all alone. So lonely, and and we pose the questions when people are already answering on social here. <laughs> this isn't an
5: ad for you to try and get companionship.
3: I think we that don't violates be warming up. For I think this. that she violates us rules. Us
5: that. Yeah. <laughs> what should I right, do? I'm Gardner Minshew. Yeah. What do I do? What do I, I do to, to occupy life, my church. time? Like
4: there will be plenty of Netflix and catching up on the DVR. That's that's the main purpose of this vacation. If I'm being honest, there will be some cooking going on. I like to cook. No, I'll what be do you want to do? Some really. Do nice meals. Out? I mean, yeah. I want I want to go out and do some things and experience Minnesota. I like nature. I like walking. I like hiking. I like restaurants. I like sightseeing. You should. Like, uh, what should I do? Legit, you should go to Duluth. Do it
3: either a yeah. day trip to Duluth, or if What's you can find Duluth? everything, go- it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, it's like one of you know. It's Lake Superior, so it's 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 mm-hmm. massive the leaves, lakefront. The leaves city. are
5: starting to change. If you drive up to Duluth as well, yeah. so it's so good. You can hiking see the up there. Yes.
3: Tons of great hiking. Well, okay,
5: be careful. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we hate to see you die up there. <laughs> what? I mean, is I thought you'd go... see No, I thought you were going to drive up there and check it out. But if you're going to hike and you fall, and then we got problems, and we got to find another co-host, and really, this took a lot of time. Like, this is supposed to be five days, okay? Not eternity.
4: Right. You don't need medical leave following the yeah, five exactly days. Yeah, exactly right. Ram, Rami comes in in a halo.
5: I got to carry him in, plop him down. <laughs> Fell off a cliff. Get his hot
4: sports
6: takes.
3: <laughs> Other people are chiming in here saying, all right, let's come up with, this is Joe uh, Dinzio tweets into the show. Oh, here. I saw this. Yeah. Pig's Eye, Joe. Let's come up with uh, a top five Minnesotan things for Rami to do for the next five days. And he says road trip to Duluth, so he agrees with us. Minnesota's largest candy store in Shakopee. Jordan. But yes. Jonathan yes. recommended that.
6: It's great. I'm it's trying. fantastic. I love it.
3: That's the halfway marker for Jonathan's ride home every single day. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Why do you think this weight loss program isn't working? Uh, Minnesota food tour. Yeah, I think I would say if you Duluth, if you can swing it like tomorrow or Thursday, if you're planning on staying overnight, it's probably way cheaper to stay on a Wednesday
4: night than like a Friday yeah. this time of year. Yeah. But yeah, I would uh I mean kinda. But are you trying not to in. drive? Do you care? No, I don't mind driving if okay. it's worth it. Yeah, Duluth's gorgeous. Is Duluth, something. Be- it sounds like Door County, what you guys are describing to me when you say Duluth. Like for Wisconsin nights, you go up to Door County for a quiet weekend, some nature, day on the lake, or whatever the case might yeah, be. Yeah, but like Door County has the feel of like a lifetime murder mystery. <laughs> right, <or
6: something>. okay.
3: <laughs>
4: well, that is every small town in Wisconsin. But is that yeah. is that something I should save for when the girlfriend is here with me? Because she's not. She's still back in Milwaukee. Duluth would be a great trip with the missus. Okay. Yes. So, maybe I'll save that for later and just spend these' well, you're five trying to days do something for you though. in the twin cities. What's that trail that runs over uh, along the Mississippi? There's like a trail that goes right along the Mississippi River down there. What is that? Like the uh, Maybe. What, uh, River Road? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I see it when I go to Acme Comedy. I've, it's taken me down that way a few
5: times. Well, then the go river, check it out. Why are you asking us? You've seen it. Like is it working? Then, go, then go get on
2: and see what happens. <laughs> Thanks. Again, don't, try not hey, to die. We'd
5: like you back on Monday. Not to react to.
3: You guys, Appreciate hit up Rami it. on Twitter. It's Rami <laughs> is tweeting. Tell him what he should do
4: on his staycation for the
5: Preferably next five Preferably things I
4: can't get hurt or die doing because Judd doesn't want to be without me on the show past Sunday.
5: <laughs> no miracle of life stuff either, okay? I, I don't want you to get something to worry about that with intestinal me. illness where
4: you're out for two months. i you take my phone in the bathroom. You think, I'm going, uh,
5: you think I'm going near something like that? Rami's back anyways, 125. You're looking great, Rami. What's going on?
3: <laughs> oh, just a little uh, E. coli mixed in with my uh, Rami Free soup. here. soup. Yeah. I
4: don't even know if a E. coli could get me down to 125 now. <laughs> it's, what, it's a a what is that? That's a, a tall order. Oh, Are you trying was to was like a Judd athlete challenge. I'm sensing an athlete challenge. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: All right, we'll wrap with Royce when we come back here. All right, Luther Brookdale Toyota. Man, if you're looking to a uh, road trip, whether it's Rami going up to Duluth or uh, if you're making trips to Door County, which actually I'm going to do in a few weeks over uh, over a weekend. Don't get murdered. Nope. Yeah. Hoping not to. <laughs> or <be> coli. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a 2019 RAV4 XLE. That's the car that I've been driving here on a uh, three-year lease for the last few months. You know, I, I love leasing because every two or three years you get these amazing technology upgrades in new Toyota models and safety features. And so I just love to I love to uh check out what what the upgrades are. And if you want to get in for a test drive open until nine o'clock tonight, just stop in and say hi to my friends in that showroom area. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And the website is Luther Toyota dot com. Just find out. The same experience that my family and I have been getting for 30-plus years. We wrap with Royce next
6: on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Time for the Score North download here. Besides all the great content you can get from us at our website, scorenorth.com, we got... We got articles on Cousins improving. He, the Vikings must fix the pass rush for the, or pass protection for that to happen. Judd's five cases for Twins MVP. Other Twins coverage, other Vikings coverage. We've got it all covered for you over at ScoreNorth.com. You can also download. Minnesota Sports Rewind. It's been 10 years since we went on a ride with Brett Favre, and we're doing a deep dive into every aspect of that 2009 Viking season. Join Sage Rosenfels, Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgad, and Ryan Longwell on Minnesota Sports Rewind, the 2009 Vikings edition on demand right now, anywhere you find your favorite podcast, or just go to scorenorth.com and click on shows. That's Minnesota Sports Rewind. That's been your ScoreNorth download. Now back to the final segment today of Mackey and Judd with Rami.
3: All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Patrick Royce, is, is Jose Barrios back? Is he back?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he looked pretty good last night. I uh, He's got command again. Uh, he's thrown the fastball in places other than the middle of the plate. and He's thrown a few more change-ups, although he didn't throw as many last night. He didn't have to. Had a real good breaking ball, but he just looks like he's letting the ball go. And like, he was aiming it there for a while. I thought his delivery looked a little funky there for a while, but yeah, I I'd say so. I uh I think he's uh you know, this is this is absolutely one hundred percent what they needed to have any chance to win a couple of ball games in the postseason. Are you
5: are you excited about the fact, Patrick, that there's a very good chance that the twins are going to employ the opener in the playoffs in like game three? And have the have a bullpen game because we talked about today on Unchained. I don't think you can trust Gibby at this point.
2: Well, and, and I think they'll start Martin Perez, but with, with a short Martin Perez with a short short leash, uh, you know. But that is isn't a hell of a lot different than you know all the Yankees. You know, are dang well are going to with those lousy starters they have. They're going to they're going to bring in relievers in the fourth inning too. But uh, I, I think I think the first three games of the postseason they will use starters. But Gibby uh, is going to start Thursday, and then he'll get a start next Wednesday. And uh, I actually talked to him today about, uh, you know, if he feels as though he's going to have to uh, show them something. And uh, it wasn't a topic he wanted to get into very very deeply, I can guarantee you that. But, uh, you know, I think he knows he's up against it, and he's going to have to pitch real well. Damn it, he's skinny, though. Holy cow. Said he weighs 200 pounds. Six foot five, right? Six six. He was skinny before he got anyway. sick. So yeah. He... Uh, and then you know he, he got—he was skinny when he showed up. And he was putting weight back on in spring training, and he—you know—he was probably two fifteen or something during the season, and then he lost it all again when he got his uh, whatever the hell his colitis was that he had. He was giving me a review of uh, a typical evening with this stuff. Probably. Bathroom at 1.30, bathroom at 3.30, bathroom at 5.30, bathroom at 7.30, uh, bathroom at 9.30, that makes it kind of hard to sleep. So Then you throw in the baby, and <laughs> it's uh, been an eventful time for him. So, uh, I, I, you know, it, it would be too bad that if a guy who had to go through these nine years of hell since 2010 and they finally would get into a playoff series and he wouldn't, uh, and he wouldn't be good enough to pitch. But I, right now, the odds are certainly against him, I would think. But if he pitches well twice, they'll give him a start. Pat, so, is
4: between the Astros and the Yankees, is there one you'd prefer to see in the ALDS? The Yankees,
2: Yankees for 100% the Yankees. Uh, I think, A, or the, uh, they have a better club, the Astros, and B, the pitching obviously it's a huge difference now the the trouble with playing the yankees though fellas is you got to be ahead after five right you got to be you know you got to get to those yeah. starters uh because uh they're both minutes but dances is coming back this week now that doesn't
0: mean you'll be ready to
2: pitch uh because he hasn't pitched all year but uh if he comes back that gives him five of them and uh and, uh, you know, if you're down after five, the odds of beating somebody aren't real good. So that's it. I mean, either way, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be, if they play Houston, you're going to have to bet, uh, 280 to win 100 on Houston. If they play the Yankees, you have to bet 250 to win 100. But they're going to be big underdogs either way.
5: I don't mean to be heartless here, but can I suggest that we have a Roycey Zolgat plan where the twins pay everybody, let's say, $100,000 each to stay home and sit on their couches during the winter. And if you want to eventually go do community stuff or help uh, help poor people, once you're done playing, or go home and see your parents, I think that's great. But can we get everyone just to take it easy? The, the rest and relaxation that Rocco likes so much should happen November to spring training, so no one else gets sick, want, no one else gets in want, trouble.
2: You don't want you don't want missions of Percy to Haiti. Uh, okay, no, not All for right. active players. Once you're done, those go year, do uh, it. Dozier was Honduras. Uh, he was building houses in Honduras about four winters And as a former I player, I, he love ever, I don't think he ever got a disease, but uh I might be wrong. Yeah, it's uh you know, it's uh I, I don't know. I'm I've come out against uh many things, but I don't know if charity's one of them. So uh <laughs> I might I might have a hard time supporting that one. Yeah. Okay. But it's uh
3: <laughs> judd's anti-children anti-charity <laughs> no mm-hmm.
5: send guys send guys, send guys like laudner send yeah. him done plan. How, about a,
2: how about having a rule against them not having babies during the season
5: too that could be another one that's a
2: distraction too you
5: know? can we I talk actually, about that yeah, actually I that's, that yeah. i like that yes i've talked about that
2: before <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't allow your wife to get impregnated uh well, uh, let's see. I don't know how you time it so you miss the baseball season though, because you might have morning sickness, and then you got to put up with that. That might interfere. No, that's with her your problem, sleep. Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it might interfere with your sleep if she's in there barfing, you know. So uh, my
5: rule of thumb, Pat: plenty of people already yeah. procreate. Okay, if baseball mm-hmm. players don't, it ain't going to hurt us that much. And I'm a heavy that sleeper. It won't that's bother true. me at all.
3: They, that's okay, but if baseball players hadn't procreated, we wouldn't get the Aaron Boone <laughs> Savages rants that we got that's true. at Yankee Stadium,
2: right? Yeah, and you wouldn't get Big Fat Vlad Jr. And uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get a lot of uh, – you wouldn't get Prince. So I think that they should have kids. You know, I, I think that's a good
3: idea. Pat, are you worried at all that the Vikings' first-round draft pick, franchise center, has been uh, mostly embarrassed and blown off the line for the first two weeks of the season?
2: I'm never worried about the Vikings. I could care less. But uh, they, uh, it is uh, amazing that they decided. Why did they decide to make him the starter? Why not let him spend a year learning the position and get a little stronger? Uh, you know why why did they why did they just because you drafted him number one he's got to play even when he's not ready to play that's stupid
5: that's why yeah. they were desperate yes that's that's exactly why well
2: they weren't des- desperate to play offline you know who's who's mediocre but mediocre is better than this isn't it uh, yeah, except I mean, the
5: problem there is they moved him to left guard because they didn't ha- have a left guard. The, pro- the problem is they didn't use, instead of taking a defensive player and saying, Zim, it's too bad, we're going to let Xavier Rhodes go, and then we're going to sign a veteran guard. If you had done that, it would make this whole thing a lot simpler, but they didn't. Mm-hmm.
2: That's their well, the issue. I think, we're in a little, I think we're in a little too much panic over a game, in which if, if things had worked out differently, it would have been considered one of the great victories in Viking history coming back from twenty-one zero down to the Green Bay. And it didn't. And now we're in a complete panic. Cousins is going to pass for 380 yards Sunday against Oakland. And then all the people who are ripping him this week is going to say, see, all you guys were ripping him and he's good. So, uh. That's what you know, Sid's going to say. It's a, it's a game. Well, no, that's what the, the same callers you had, uh, this week, uh,
0: wanting to release
2: him are going to call up and say, oh, you people, they forget what they say, okay? They uh, change week to week, and they forget what they say. Yeah. One thing It's I like can... all, the go- all the Gopher fans who thought uh, Tim Brewster was going to take him to the Rose Bowl the second year and wanted to get him signed to an extension, now knew all along he was a failure. Yeah. So.
3: By the way, I I don't understand what's wrong with people. The Gophers are 3-0. and <laughs>
2: They are 3-0. Gophers are 3-0. and uh, Hey, by the way, I didn't look. Did anybody show up for that game last week? What was their crowd? I didn't look at it,
5: the box. I didn't see the
3: box for I have no idea what the crowd was. I didn't see well, the you know US. what?
2: Actually, uh,
5: the, uh, I think Shipley from the Pioneer Press did a column about it, and he tweeted out, out a picture, and shockingly, there was a lot of the, what, the M in the second deck was uh, mm. visible. So the answer to your well, question is, God. no, I don't think people showed up.
2: Right, but if they had 25,000, that would have been good for Georgia Southern, for goodness sake. So I yeah, well, hell, you know, the thing about it is they go on the road against Purdue next week, and Purdue's terrible. And Purdue was, you know, picked ahead of them, and a lot of people wrote that down as a loss.
0: Purdue's awful.
2: So uh, that guy, they they paid that, what, $4.5 to stay from or something like that? rather than uh, have him go to Louisville. and uh, they got to be wondering how smart they were. They're terrible. Yeah, uh, Pat, so, we will catch up with you again tomorrow. See you at the yard? you at the yard? I'm at the yard. I'm at the yard. All right. I'm at the yard. We'll see, see you out, we'll see you out right, there. Bye. bye.
3: bye. Racy Unchained is coming up here shortly on Score North. Very
5: good rant at the end, too. Stick around for the entire thing.
3: What did he freak out about?
5: Well, I don't want to tell you, but at first he goes, I don't really have a rant, and then at the end, of course, He went apoplectic. That
3: That was good. Hey, in the last two minutes here, what's the. I just saw a headline. Saved by the Bell is going
4: to get a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm so excited. With who? With, uh, excuse me, Slater and Jesse are married. Wait. So this is it's.
3: They're bringing they're bringing the A cast back. Yeah. I want to make sure they did like a Save by the Bell the new class at one point that was no a complete no, no no disaster. Which, it was just <laughs> screech.
5: That's no Mama to you, not Jesse. Okay. I'm sorry. That's so, Mama.
4: So uh, Mama and Slater are are married in this, and uh, I'll just give you the the description from NBC Universal, who's putting this thing back out. Uh, let's see. I Want to make sure I get this right. Mark Paul Gosler, Zach Morris, is the mayor, and uh, he gets into some hot water when, or I'm sorry, he's governor. He's a governor of California when he's closing too many low-income high schools and proposes the de- affected students be sent to the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. Lopez and Berkeley will return to play their beloved characters, A.C. Slater and Jesse Spano, respectively, and what sources say are new roles as parents. Tell, tell me Mr. Belder's coming back. I don't see anything in this press release about Mr. Bell. Dude, he
3: looks, he looks rough. If oh, he, he, does. he goes to Fort Myers Miracle Games all the time. But I, I was I was initially set to say, I don't know, this is a buzzkill. Like, I, I don't know if they're if this is not going to work. Says the guy who watched three full seasons of Fuller <laughs> House on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: Shut up.
3: Yeah. Why? It was great. <laughs>
4: no, it, it wasn't. It was amazing, yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was so good. <laughs> was Aunt Becky in it? A-
3: yeah, she was. And now she's going to be incarcerated. <laughs> yeah. Fuller House is gonna is gonna be the the big the house. Big house
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a million people made that joke on Twitter. Give them credit. Yeah, all you million people yeah. who had the same thought. Oh. Uh, keep tweeting suggestions for Rami's
3: staycation over the next five days. At, at Rami is' We're just
5: gonna watch TV for five days. Let's he's gonna, be he's honest. Gonna binge Fuller House. I'm not gonna
4: lie. It's, that's gonna be about sixty percent of my free time is watching TV.
5: <laughs> only sixty? I'm, I'm, I'm looking only sixty. Come 40. on. Okay,
4: maybe seventy. I will right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.
5: You know me at my condescending best.